Hello, everybody. My name is Juan Carlos, and welcome to OCR Unedited, where we highlight amazing coaches, athletes, and everyday people from the OCR intro communities for fun, unscripted, and unedited conversations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with an amazing athlete, a registered dietitian, professional athlete, and fitness coach, Karina Coffin. So, Karina, welcome to OCR Unedited, and thank you for making time to speak with me today. How are you? Thank you so much, Juan Carlos. It's great to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. And I'm doing great. We're getting some snow here in Utah this morning. No, it's good though. We really, we have been, it has been a dry winter. So we are, it's necessary. (laughs) So what's the weather like right now? What's the temperature like? It is 34 and raining, but it's going to turn to snow. It's definitely snowing up in the mountains. So I'm in the valley. So that's what, 34 in Fahrenheit. What, What would that be in Celsius? Isn't that like uh, close to zero Celsius? Is it? Okay. That's fine. That's good. Let me tell you, let me tell you what it's here. It's minus 20. (laughs) So (laughs) I got to wrap a couple of scarves on my face when I go for a run. (laughs) I know the, the masks, the buffs don't, those are kind of feeling normal now, especially for cold running. Oh my God. Well, lucky you beautiful weather. I wish we had that here. So, First question that everybody wants to know is, who is Karina Coffin? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Gosh, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. I, I feel like, um, especially this year with 20, well, this past year, 2020, I yeah. feel like, um, you know, there's, there's the racing Karina and then I've been really focusing on kind of developing this you know, the, the non-athlete Corinna this, this year with, um, you know, pursuing my dietetics degree, you know, as a registered dietitian, focusing on, um, focusing more like non-athletic career stuff, um, and just trying to balance the two. So I, um, I'm really passionate about health and fitness and wellness and sports. And I just, love being active and I love sharing that joy with others and so that's awesome yeah I feel like it's been really fun to pursue that in school from undergrad I did nutrition food and exercise in undergrad and then I wanted to pursue my sports nutrition degree and got my master's a couple years ago um and I just love it I, I I love preaching it and then I love putting into practice for myself and that's just the kind of lifestyle I like to live. And it's been like that from an early age growing up. So how did you discover OCR? I just, it was, it's actually a pretty funny story. <laughs> um, <Go ahead. laughs> I did this outdoor boot camp um, fitness class in high school and it was run by a former Navy SEAL. My brother, my twin brother and I would do it. And um, he, my brother is in the military now and that's, been his aspirations for a long time and so we kind of got connected with this um former navy seal and his workout boot camp group that was outdoors every morning we'd wake up at 5 a.m get to the workout um work out from 6 to 7 a.m go to school have sports practices after and i just we kind of we were the youngest by far in this workout group it was a lot of middle-aged and young younger than middle-aged um individuals and one of the gals um, I was in college. It was like a summer, summer before my junior year, no, my senior year. And, um, she calls me up. It was like 
it's like 7.30 or 8 p.m. She said, hey, I have this race that I'm supposed to do tomorrow. It's called Battle Frog. It's like a, a new series. And I can't do it. I rolled my ankle. And I just thought, like, you might want to do it. <laughs> and then it was like three hours away. So I was like, gosh, if I go to bed now, I can still get good sleep. <laughs> So I, I woke up, drove in the middle of the dark. Like, I think I told my mom, like, hey, I'm going to go do this race. Be back later. And, um, and I didn't know a single soul. I didn't know what to wear. I had, I had like, my oldest running shoes, like, road running shoes, because I didn't want to get everything else muddy. And I ran it, and I ended up winning for the girls. And it was so much fun. Wow. So muddy. So, so muddy. And it was just, like, frolicking through the woods doing some badass obstacles, finished in this giant mud pit. I said, this is incredible. And I met some really cool people, um, David Megida, Jung Young Pak, um, some of the OG, like earlier day. That's right. Spartan racers. And they were like, you should, you should do the Spartan stadium, or sorry, the Spartan sprint next weekend in DC. And I said, sure yeah that's actually that's <laughs> you're wearing your shirt yeah <laughs> like that, that's i was like that's that's not that far i can do that so i raced that race and i came in second i missed my spear at the very end and um i think orla passed me and then they were like you should come to boston in a couple weeks and do this other sprint it was televised and i was like yeah sure so i came in third then and it just and it you know i found myself doing pretty well with my background in um you know doing that that SEAL team physical training program yeah. and you know my cross country and lacrosse kind of background it just it kind of just all worked itself in and then that was kind of the year I'd been doing triathlon in college my junior year I just joined it was brand new didn't know didn't know how to swim very well was just learning how to bike properly on the, the road bike and so I just kind of all I fell into that a little bit and it just snowballed from there my senior year the Spartan Race World Championship and that's how you got hooked that's how I got hooked. It was so much fun. It was not just running. It was combining a lot of the, the strength element as well. And, you know, a little grit, a lot of grittiness. And yeah, I just, I fell in love instantly. That's amazing. Um, now you were born and raised in a horse farm. And before we started, I told you that I was also raised in a farm. And so that is something I didn't know about you. Now you also have, you mentioned you have three brothers. Yes. So growing up, were you guys very competitive with each other? Yeah, actually, so I'm, I'm, I'm technically the youngest, but I have a twin brother. He's two minutes older than me, which he likes to hold over my head a lot. <laughs> and then I have another brother who's a year, like 13 months older than us, so we're very close. And then my oldest brother's three years older than me, so we're all, all four stacked within three years. And, um, and it was a blast growing up. Like, we had, uh, we, you know, we had a, a good amount of, a good amount of land on this um, horse farm, my dad was super against like us watching TV, being inside, playing video games. So we were always outside, always exploring in the woods, by the creek, getting dirty, getting muddy, jumping through logs, climbing trees, all that stuff. It was a great childhood. And, and awesome. yeah, when we got into sports, it was my mom would just sign me up for my brother's teams, which were all boys teams because it's a lot of kids practices to have to drive around to. And so she, uh, she just consolidated Yeah, <laughs> and, so, and it just felt normal to me because I was always around boys, my brothers and then their friends. And so it just felt, it felt normal. It didn't phase me. And it, I think it, it also helps 
develop a little extra toughness or um, aggressiveness that um, maybe I wouldn't have otherwise gotten at an early age. You mentioned being a kid, you know, jumping over trees, logs, and lifting them, and then running running around through the forest. Did you ever think that this would become a sport in the near future? <laughs> Gosh, you know, you couldn't have paid me to believe that. I know. But I think that's why it's resonated so well with me over the years. Just like, wow, this is like being a big kid um, back on the farm. Yeah, I miss it. And I told you that before we started, I miss it. I miss that life, that tranquility, that peacefulness. Uh, coming, you know, coming. From- childhoods like that anymore. Like, you know, people, people don't get that very much in it. And it's yeah. something I never want to take for granted because that was a really special. A yeah, special exactly. And it holds a, a special place in my heart now. Let's talk Spartan Games. Now, we all know that you competed there recently. Uh, you placed second place. Uh, talk to us about that four-long-day event. Uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, you know, it was really it – was, it was cool because, you know, you got the phone call from Spartan about, you know, they're putting on this thing. We, we were all kept in, a little bit in the dark, but, you know, we were told little bits and pieces. And to me, when I heard, you know, there would be – some swimming, there would be some biking, there would be some running, there'd be some decafit stuff. You know, for me as more of a hybrid athlete these days, for me, you know, it got me excited because I don't really specialize in one main area. Um, and especially this year with COVID, you know, my, or 2020 with COVID, my, um, <clears throat> my training <laughs> was just kind of a little bit, um, you know, it was less serious, less volume, just kind of I had gotten into mountain biking a lot here um, in Utah and, and I was really enjoying that. And, you know, I was swimming some with my boyfriend who's also in the Navy now. So we were, you know, doing a little bit of swimming and okay. still running and lifting. And so it kind of seemed, um, you know, to me, it, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to go and try to win that thing. It was just like, wow, this, this seems like it could be really cool. You know, maybe, maybe I would do fairly well. And, yeah. um, and, and when we got there, I mean, it was, it was just an incredible experience. The fact that we were even able to do that with COVID is, was pretty remarkable, but it was, it was an incredible experience. It was a very long, especially because my volume, my training volume had decreased significantly and wasn't really planning on doing any races in 2020. Um, <laughs> it was the four days, the four very full days of training or of competition were were quite taxing. I think all of us by day three and four were just kind of going through the motions and um, holding on for dear life. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what, what was it like competing with top athletes from various sports in one arena? Yeah. That was the coolest part was that, you know, I knew, I knew Lindsay, I knew Rhea, I knew Nicole, but to be in a place where you, you know, in, in amongst a competitive field that you you've looked up or known these athletes, some of these athletes for um, a long time, but have never actually competed against them head to head because there's never been a, a, a sport or a competition that would ever necessarily bring all of you guys from different areas together. Yeah. It was so cool. And I think that was one of the most special parts about the event was that it was a great way. Like, you know, when you go to obstacle course races, you kind of know, you know, you, you see a lot of the same faces, but to be in an event where, like from a competitive aspect, you're like, you have no idea how these other athletes are going to stack up because you've never gone against them and you've never done something like this. And they've never done something like this, but we all kind of 
bring something different to the table. So that was a really cool piece from a competitive standpoint, but then just from a social standpoint, really fun to get to know new people. And it really felt like summer camp. Like it really, <laughs> people said that, you know, we were there for five days all in little bunk areas or, and, and it was fun to just get to hang out and bond over different sports and um, get to know new athletes, new people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it competing now with top level female athletes like Lauren Weeks and Lindsay Webster, if, you know, what was it like? What was that experience like? Well, it felt like it'd been forever that I'd, I'd compete against Lindsay. Lindsay and I go way back. We were both on the Battle Frog pro team, and that was my first pro team. It was her first pro team. So we raced together all the time, um, 2014, or 2015, 2016. Um, so it was, it was always against Lindsay. And then, you know, I kind of veered a little bit more toward the CrossFit side of things and took a little OCR hiatus for a couple of years in 17 and 18. And um, so it was, it was very interesting coming back to some like competing against so many of the high level OCR athletes. Cause I, I knew I'd gotten, I knew I wasn't anywhere near as fast from a long, like a, an endurance running standpoint, but I also was excited because this was a totally different, totally new element from a, from a competition standpoint that I think, you know, I don't think anyone could have known in the beginning what it would all look like and how it would pan out. But, um, but it was really fun to kind of face some, face some of the ladies that I've known and and competed against many years ago. And then also see a lot of new faces like Lauren, Lauren Weeks and, you know, some of these other gals who are kind of a little bit more on the CrossFit side of things, but yeah. very well in the endurance and, and running stuff. Now, I saw you compete. Well, we all saw you compete in the, in the wrestling event. And you were, you were very, very, you looked like you've been doing wrestling for a while because I used to wrestle. And so you looked like you knew what you were doing there. You went in there with that mindset, I'm going to take everybody out. <laughs> was there a was there a particular female athlete that you were worried to take on <laughs> well i appreciate you saying that because I, I did not know formally what i was doing but but i i will say like that event took like i was ready to go and i was like this was what was that that was day three i think i was starting the day in first place and i love like that again that aggression with growing up with all boys being on all like all boys teams like yep. that felt completely natural to me and it was funny because i i love socializing and you know chatting up with all the girls and and getting to know them and um you know having that friendliness about me but when it was go time especially for the wrestling like i have to get in a place where i'm very focused um very like i need to visualize especially in something like wrestling where i actually have no idea how I'm going to take someone down or I've never had <laughs> yeah. in my head. Okay. How, how do I do this? And so the, that visual visualization is key. And so it was funny, like, a, um, like every, everyone there on the crew and the staff, the Spartan staff were like, wow, Corinna, we, we saw a different side of you come out in the wrestling and, and it, yeah. it was necessary. Cause I think some of the girls in the beginning were like, Oh, I don't want to hurt you or kind of laughing about it. And I'm like, I'm in first place right now. There's two days left and I'm ready to go. Like we need, we need, we need to, we need to spice this up a little bit. So yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, Emma Harris or uh, Emma Chapman 
was um, I've competed against her in TMX a couple of years ago, 2017, 2018. Yeah. And um, she, she's a tough, she's a tough girl. And she, um, she similarly, she, she's not afraid to get. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and be really aggressive in there. So we had, I mean, I went against her twice and the first time we tied and she scored, I scored the first point. So I won. And then the second time I think we tied again and, or, she, or maybe she had one extra point. I mean, I'm not sure, but either way it was like, she scored the first point the second time and she won. And so that was, that was a really, the facing her again, the second time I was like, Oh boy, this is going to take a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> How about um, Faith? She is a she's a beast. She is, and she's so funny. She yeah. was the life of the party for the girls, and it was so fun to watch the on when it aired on um, YouTube. It was, she's just she brought a lot of care <laughs> to the show, and um, always had a good attitude. And yeah, like when the when it came time to do the strength stuff and the Highland Games and the wrestling, like. She was, no one was gonna, no one was gonna stop her. No, no, no. I bet that she probably would have won between her and Kurt. <laughs> oh, I, I believe it. I put my money on her. She's, she's a sweet girl, but yeah, she's, she yeah, is, she, is. Uh, she, she gets after it. And uh, that, that was fun. It was fun to have her. And, and she actually did quite well. I mean, you know, considering how much of a power lifter and almost solely strength-based athlete she is, she, she did quite well considering all the events. Um, was there a lot of trash talk between uh, you ladies? <laughs> no, we were. It's so funny because watching it, like the boys were so dramatic and, <laughs> and like little, like catty yeah. the girls were just like, cool so like tell me about this like you know we we were just it was it was funny the dynamic the difference in dynamics between the the guys group and the girls and like I said I think by day definitely by day three everyone was just kind of really comfortable and settled in with each other um I think the guys were probably a little extra dramatic on day one and day two you know oh my god were they ever oh yeah yeah I was like rolling my eyes in the first episode I was like this is I didn't even remember all. I mean, I remember the bucket, but I was like, gosh, I don't remember it being this dramatic out there. Um, but, but what can you expect when you got Hunter involved? Yes, yes. He, I love the guy. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's an interesting character. Yes, he's, he's a good guy. Uh, but yeah, he's got some, there's some moments where you're just like, all right. <laughs> this is but you know what? He did make it interesting at some point, right? And he is a great athlete himself. So, you, you know, I got to give him that. You do. And, and, and he did, you know, considering the difference in athleticism in some ways between Ryan and him and same with me and Lindsay, like we are, yeah. we are different athletes. Hunter and Ryan are very different athletes yet that kind of event kind of, you know, for, for first and second place to be so different in so many ways on both sides um, kind of spoke to, the event itself is, you know, in, in terms of how, how varied it was and how kind of both strength and endurance equal parts it was in those events. And, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't have thought that Lindsay and I would have, would have been necessarily the top two. Um, I think we all knew. <laughs> I think we all knew. Um, it's, it's like, you know, Nicole and Lindsay are, are quite similar, but it's like. Yeah. Nicole but Nicole, I think she, she was injured. Yeah, she had yeah. that injury. Um, but yeah, so I, 
thanks thanks for <laughs> thanks for that but yeah i think it was interesting just to just to see the the play out of of you know who who the top three and and you know i think um it really i just tried not to get too excited uh, day one it's like okay oh top three or, two, or maybe i was yeah. excited day two but you know day three and four it's when things got really real it's like yeah, yeah. And, and for those that know and follow ocr <clears throat> you know I've known of you and a lot of people have known of you and, um, you, you know, your strengths in the sport of OCR, whether it be CrossFit as well, you know, you racing in stadiums, you're a very strong competitor. I think a lot of us knew that it would have come, if it wasn't for the injury for Nicole, it would have been three of you's and, or with, let's include Rhea there too, because she's an amazing athlete that it would have had to be amongst you ladies because you guys are just phenomenal. Overall, you guys are just amazing athletes. Now, in that four-day event, did you found it difficult at one point, at one event? Did you struggle to compete at certain events? Yeah, especially, so day four was, day four was very hard. Like day four, I think everyone was hurting pretty bad after, I will say that six-hour ultra took a lot out of me. That's not that's not my strength. And, um, I don't think I've ever run six hours straight before. Um, I mean, actually I wasn't running all six hours. I think I went five hours and 20 minutes cause I didn't have enough time to do a, another lap, but that, um, you know, just, just that amount of time on my feet for not having trained that. And the fact that I was first on that day, I was sitting in first leading into day three. And so, and I've said this before, but just the amount of switchbacks going up, um, going up on that five mile loop course, you can see everything. Like you, you can look behind you or look down the mountain and you see the girls who are right behind you. And I felt like every time I looked, like there was constantly people right at my heels and I was clawing. Like I knew I wasn't going to come in first or second or probably even third in that event, but I just needed to get as many points as possible. It was basically like, how do I bridge the gap between Lindsay and I, because I knew it was going to be really close, um, was going to, on day four, it was going to come down to a very small number of points and I needed to make, you know, I need to make up as many as I could. So, so that was exhausting, you know, for five and a half hours, not letting up, trying to stay out of eyesight of the next girl behind me so that, you know, they weren't <laughs> extra motivated to just get after it. And so, and then climb up every single place I could when I would see a girl ahead of me, like it, it was just, uh, it's one thing to run for five or six hours straight. It's another thing to compete, compete for five to six hours straight. And, um, the day before for the mountain biking was for me, just a, a, a ride in the park. It was so much fun. I'd been yeah. doing a lot of mountain biking and I found myself not, not anywhere near the top three, but definitely way ahead of the rest of the pack. So it was very comfortable. So the kind of the switch, um, between the two days <laughs> was yeah. a little shocker. And then my body was just trashed after, after the run. <laughs> so to wake up the next morning or that night when we got the announcement, it's like, okay, and the next morning is the Spartan 300 and we're going to all have weight vests and go one mile up this mountain. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And, and I, and I know, um, a lot of girls had similar things, but you, you know, the, the gun goes off and you just, you're just, you, you get after it. You just do it, you know, and it's, everything kind of goes aside, the pain, the limping, the, like the blisters, the knee pain. It's like, for me, 
it was just, it, it, you just kind of turn that off and you just do what you have to do and, um, and take it one event at a time. And I feel like that's what I, that's what I did on day four. And now the day is finished. Day four is done. Yeah. You placed second. How did that feel? What was the, what was, what came through your mind when you're called out and you're in second place? Well, so heading into the last event, the, the three laps of the OCR race, they told us I was ahead by one point. Like they showed us, if anyone saw, they showed us the board. I wasn't expecting to necessarily be ahead by one point, but we all knew for Ryan, Lindsay, Hunter, and I, it was all going to be whoever won this last event. And I, I felt like I could do that because the first, the first day when we did the OCR, I was much more proficient on the obstacles than Lindsay maybe not much more, but I, that was definitely my, that was where I was ahead. Um, and then she would catch up to me on the running, but since the last day it was, it was cut short. We, it was half the distance, half the running. I was like, wow, this could really be mine. Like, I think I just, I just need to execute. And, um, and I think I could really win this. And so obviously I was, I was slow, you know, it was raining. I was slower on the obstacles. Lindsay is, was catching up in all, but you know, she's fast in the obstacles too. And she made up a lot of time in the running in between the obstacles. And so for me crossing the finish line in second, and you know, it wasn't like it was neck and neck, like she, she beat me by a good chunk and crossing the finish line. Initially, I was just really bummed, really disappointed. Like I, I, I was happy, of course, in the grand scheme of things, like second place was, it was wonderful. I was super yeah. happy with that, but being so close to maybe having first and then coming up short, I, my initial reaction was like, I want, I wanted to cry. I was bumped. I was, I was pretty, um, yeah, I think we all saw it in your face. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted it, but yeah. And I, and I was also just spent, you know, you cross the finish line. You're like, wow, I, it's all I had. I'm disappointed, but I'm also <laughs> like relieved that, you know, these four days have culminated finally. And, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of just, you know, it's, it's very exhausting, not, you know, not just physically, but like that a men mental and emotional exhaustion from competing. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can imagine. Yeah. So, so, you know, a lot of emotions crossing the finish line and, and it, yeah. you know, the camera's there. <laughs> it's like trying to put that into words, 10 seconds, 20 seconds after you cross the finish line. It's really, it's, it's hard to do that. So, um, so, so that was a different element too. And trying to relay that, you know, it doesn't always come out <laughs> in yeah. the way you want to. So but, if it happens again in 2021 or 2022, whenever, uh, will you do it again? Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, I'm really working on, because this year, you know, I'm competing in the High Rocks Invitational, which is now moved to April. And, um, and there's like another, you know, there's some other events that, well, at least one more that I know of that's an invitation only, but you know, they're, they're, I'm competing against some of the really fast, longer distance girls. Um, and so I know that my running just needs to be a bigger focus. And I've got, I don't think I'll lose a lot of strength by focusing more on the running. I think I've got a pretty good foundation strength that will get me through the things I need to, oh, but, yeah. by, but by not, <laughs> not just lifting every day and actually like running four days a week or so, which, which is, kind of the path I'm on now. I'm, um, I'm excited for, for this upcoming year and seeing how much speed I speed and endurance I can develop. And absolutely. I really hope they do have another one. Be fierce. <laughs> well, I will say to shout out to Lauren Weeks, um, who came in third, um, 
at the Spartan Games, she she and I are very similar athletes. I, I would say she probably is a better runner than I am right now. Um, and so she's very strong. She's got the CrossFit background, yet yeah. she can she can run and she can run fast. And she's had a really, in addition to the High Rocks this year, she um, or sorry, in addition to the Spartan Games, she won the High Rocks World Championship and um, against some really stacked women's fields and um Boy. and so she's gonna be like they didn't give her much airtime on the spartan games for how well she did but she's gonna be someone to to go for for this year yeah yeah so i'm i'm like excited nervous um with that but it's it's good to have girls that will push you and and hopefully help you become a better athlete so, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's so many females now coming up in the CrossFit games in, um, in, in an OCR. There's so much more females coming up in the sport. And that to me is a beautiful thing to see because in the beginning is very, very male driven. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see that change and to see um, a lot of females and also at a very young age coming up in the sport. And that is truly beautiful to see. It is. And I, um, it's funny cause I took a little, like I said, I took a little hiatus from OCR and, um, toward the end of 2016 and 2017, 2018. And I come back in 2019 a little bit with like the Spartan stadium races. And there's so many girls. I don't know, but like I, I've, I've been keeping tabs on them over those years, but I'm like, wow, there's like, there's so many more, there's so many more ladies that I haven't met yet or I, I yeah. don't know if they're crushing it. And, um, and it is cool to see the younger, younger girls. It's fun. I, I think it's, it's fun to have something to train for as a young female um, and, and not, you know, because someone like me, you know, never really excelled in anything growing up. Um, through high school and college like I was I was pretty good but I wasn't going to be playing D1 anywhere I wasn't gonna had no no would never would have thought I would have been racing professionally and so this kind of sport's a cool way to um, really promote a healthy lifestyle in general on one side of things because you know it's it's a little bit of strength it's endurance it's um, you know you've got that community piece that that social piece with helping like and teamwork and um but also like, you know, doing some scary things that I think are really intimidating and can be really intimidating for, for women, like, you know, climbing over big walls or rope climbs. And, um, and I think it's redefining a little bit, the sports redefining what women feel like they're, they're capable of doing and, you know, risking, taking a little bit of a risk and a leap of faith to, to try things that they never thought maybe they could do. It's true. Now let's talk about another sport that you've done. Uh, you competed on teams at the 2017-2018 regional, um, what is the CrossFit regionals, and then you also participated in the 2018 uh, CrossFit Games. Now, talk to us about CrossFit, and will you be continuing to compete in the future? Yeah, that was, so I just, you know, 2016, fall of 2016, I, um, at the Spartan Breckenridge, I think it was the Beast. I, I got injured. I, I fell pretty hard on this downhill single track and split my knee and had to get stitches. And I was kind of done for it. That was right like three weeks before the world championships. And I knew that that wasn't going to happen for me. And, um, and I'd also just been feeling pretty burnout. I think 2015 and early 2016, I just, it was a lot of racing and, um, you know, I was so excited about it that I just kind of jumped all in and I didn't think about like, 
you know, I didn't have like big focuses. I was just like every race I wanted to do. Um, and so that's, and CrossFit had always been something that I've been training, um, in addition to my running since my senior year of college, junior, senior year. And so, um, yeah, when I got this injury, I just moved out to Colorado. I was at this CrossFit gym that I really loved. We had some really amazing athletes there and it looked very possible to create a team and, and qualify for, um, regionals. And so I had never just solely focused on CrossFit. It was always CrossFit with running. And of course, you know, you're trying to get stronger and develop skill, but with running on top of that, it's not going to happen at at the pace that you'd like to, and you're never going to necessarily, you know, if if you're trying to focus on running, there's just only so much strength you can develop. So I really took running off for that whole next year. Um, and just focused on skill development, like all my Olympic lifting and was really impressed with like how, how much I was able to accomplish in a short amount of time. And then with my team, my amazing teammates, we, um, we made it to regionals. And then that summer I moved to Utah to pursue, you know, my master's degree and become a dietitian, which is, you know, something I was really passionate about. And I was, you know, again, racing, was taking a little bit more of a back burner. I was like, you know what? I want to focus on, on a career. And if I can still compete and train great, like I want that to always be there, but sometimes it's, you know, it was going from top front and center to now kind of moving back a little bit and me, me focusing on a couple other things. And so um, when I came to Salt Lake city, joined another incredible competitors gym. And um, we had, we had three teams qualify for the 2018 regionals. And, um, two of our three teams qualified for the games and then, but ultimately just one of our teams. So my team just went to the games. So that was an incredible experience. I never, it was always a huge dream, but I never imagined myself being able to go there, you know, a little bit, you know, still always love the endurance side of things. And so, you know, it was never from a, from a lifting and number standpoint, that was never that impressive, but when you have the right team, you can accomplish some pretty cool things. And that's what we, we found. And how about um, stadium races? I mean, I mean, in 2019, you won the stadium race series. So are you going to go back and compete in the near future? Yes, yeah, so it's funny. So after 2018, summer 2018, after CrossFit, then they made a bunch of, after the CrossFit Games, they made some changes for 2019 and said that, you know, they, they made a bunch of changes. And I was like, you know, I don't think this is, like, that was a really cool experience. It's probably, you know, teams go in different directions. I think I'd spent a lot of, days and hours training in addition to grad school just training at the gym and my boyfriend and I were just really in such a beautiful place like Salt Lake City we really wanted to get more of our training outside and so we joined a climbing gym and we did more mountain biking and running outside and so I was like okay what's something I could do that I missed OCR what's something that I can do that's (laughs) not gonna throw me right back into like the really long distance trail stuff but allow me to kind of use a little bit of this more hybrid nature of an athlete that I am now with CrossFit and running. And so, um, yeah, it was my first time. 2019 was my first time really like, you know, what? I think I want to try these stadium races. And, um, and I can't believe I waited so long to try them because they were so much fun. But 2019 was like, yep, I'm going to re-enter the OCR world a little bit, but keep it on the shorter side of things and, and pursue the stadium races. And that was really fun because it felt like just enough running where, you know, I was, I was still putting in hours outside on the trails, but it still allowed me to continue my, a little bit of CrossFit training here and there. And I think it. Okay. 
So I don't think from a CrossFit standpoint, my training does include some CrossFit right now. Um, but it's, it's, um, like I've taken out a lot of the Olympic lifting. I've taken out a lot of the gymnastics that aren't really going to serve me from like, I'm just trying to use CrossFit as a little bit more of like my strength and cross training and less of like high skill development and really, uh, and, and, you know, technical strength and in the Olympic lifting. But I, I was thinking about doing some stadium races this year, but it's just hard to know what 2021 holds. Um, I know. So, so I'm kind of just keeping my doors open. I'm, I'm really trying to, like, I, I know for sure we're having that high rocks race and that's, you know, a thousand meters of running before eight different workout stations. And so that's going to require some definite endurance and speed. And so I just focusing on that right now and trying to get faster while maintaining a good amount of strength. And, um, yeah, and actually Lauren Weeks just moved out here to Salt Lake City. So it might be fun to have her as a, a little occasional training partner and to push each other. But um, taking it one thing at a time. Like I've really enjoyed this past year of focusing on, like I'm working full time for a nonprofit as their dietitian and coaching some class, some fitness classes. And then, you know, having my, I have my own nutrition business and still trying to tr comp treat to train and compete. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And there's just a, so it's a lot. It's trying to fit in a lot of things. And um, so I'm really trying to focus on like very specific races and not try to think about the volume. Got um, you. So you've mentioned a couple of things. So uh, from a fitness coach and um, you've also mentioned uh, being a registered dietitian and you want to concentrate on that. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So like I said, I, you know, I studied nutrition and exercise all through my four years of undergrad and then, um, and then decided to pursue my master's in sports nutrition and dietetics. So I, that was a two year program at the U and I just, um, you know, from my personal experience with racing and just being very athletic and loving to compete in sports, it's been really cool to, to learn more about nutrition and focus on how food, um, affects performance and, and overall health and longevity and just quality of life. And so that's, that's always been something that I've been really fascinated with and been able to apply over the past like nine years of racing and being in sports throughout college. Um, and so, so that's, that's definitely the career path that I've chosen to pursue. And, you know, my, like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, like I really want to share that with other people and really want to help people um, learn how to take care of their bodies, to fuel themselves properly, to find love and passion in movement and activity. And it doesn't have to be competitive. It doesn't have to look like going to the gym or being inside, but just trying to take care, like loving their bodies and loving um, what they're capable of doing when they feed it and move it in the correct way. And so that's been, um, so that's just kind of been my, my primary focus, especially this past year um, in trying to help more people. Now you're a fitness coach as well. So are you, um, are you training athletes or people? No, I'm, a, I'm a fitness coach at the nonprofit. So I'm, I'm the, the dietitian for this nonprofit called fit to recover, but it also there's, we also offer fitness classes um, part of, this nonprofit. And so I coach about seven classes a week and oh, wow. 
we, yeah, we work with, we work with individuals mostly recovering from substance misuse. And so a lot of the classes that I teach are for individuals in recovery, um, who, well, uh, some, some of my classes are for people that are still inpatient in, inpatient treatment centers. So they're just, yeah. we have the substances and learning again, it's, they're learning to love their bodies, learning to love, um, the endorphins that come from exercise as opposed to, you know, alcohol or drugs. And then, um, the other classes I coach, I do teach an endurance class for the membership, um, the membership, um, at the nonprofit. And so, um, those individuals might be 10, 15 years sober, or they could be like a couple days sober. So you kind of, you know, it's been interesting. I'm programming for these endurance classes and for these individuals who, you know, that, that meet people's needs regardless of where they're at in their recovery journey um, has been a, yeah. a challenge and a, and a really, you know, it's very meaningful to me to, again, trying to get people to fall in love with, with, with fitness and finding a different outlet um, to meet their needs and get those, get those endorphins. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. So I commend you for that and to be able to show them a different course in life a more healthier path that they can take. I commend you for that. Um, that is truly awesome. Um, it's, been a, it's been a really cool experience because for me, when I enter into like a, a gym or a fitness space, I'm all about maximizing the workout, right? I'm trying to go hard always. And um, well, maybe not always, but I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> be, I'm a very competitive person. And so it's been working, you know, working, with this population and for this um, nonprofit has been really eye-opening for me and, and seeing other ways where fitness can be part of someone's life or become part of someone's life that, you know, is not, not so much about fitness right off the bat, but maybe more of like the connection piece and, um, and emotional safety and just being present and doing what you can do and listening to your body. And so that's been helpful for me, honestly, too, not just in helping others, but, you know, taking a step back from super competitive fitness and being like, Hey, like this is, this is therapeutic. This is, um, you know, this can help on so many different levels. So me too. No, but once again, I commend you for that. And, uh, that's truly inspirational. Now, is there a moment in your athletic career that you was most proud of? Gosh. Um, well, you know, I think, I think the Spartan games was a pretty, um, yeah. just because it's the most recent and it was probably the most taxing of any of the events I've ever done. That, um, that was, again, I know initially I wasn't feeling super proud when I crossed the finish line, but it was, uh, you know, looking back, you know, I did, we did a lot of things and I'm really, I'm, I'm proud of myself for the consistency in my outcomes for each of the events. Um, but also like, looking back, thinking back to the 2014 Spartan race world championship where, you know, I think that was like my fifth Spartan race ever. Um, and it was a four that, that race took me four hours and 22 minutes. And, um, wow. that was, that was by far the longest I'd ever run. And just completely, I completely surprised myself. I remember thinking, wow, top five would be incredible, but I would be really happy with top 10. And so to find myself leading for a lot of that race, I was like, oh my God, pinch me. Like, this is not happening. And then I think back to my fueling for that race and I'm so embarrassed by how atrocious that was. But, um, you know, I only lost by two minutes to Claude and I, 
would never have imagined that would have been the outcome. And I remember crossing the finish line and seeing my grandfather there who had come. Oh, that's awesome. It was cool. He's from Vermont. And so it was cool. It wasn't a far drive for him. And, um, I just remember being super emotional, just like, you know, I think it seems like after every long, long running event, you know, brings out a lot of emotions in you as you saw at the Spartan games for me. But, um, but I remember just being very emotional after that event and so taken aback and proud of myself. So I think that still stands as maybe one of my proudest moments. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, give me a second here. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> what is your biggest inspiration? I think, I think my dad and my brother are my biggest inspirations. I think for my, my twin brother has been, has been a huge motivator and, and inspiration just growing up for me. And, you know, he's, he's always been so good at sports. Like he was, he was just good at everything. And so it was fun to just try to be more like him and train with him and be best friends with him. Cause we're so close. And, um, you know, that continued through college, even though we were States apart by that point, um, it was, you know, we'd always be calling each other up and telling each other what we did for our triathlon training that day or, and so, I still, I still enjoy, um, swapping workout workouts with him and, you know, being together and, and pushing each other. And we both have a very similar drive in that way. And then my dad, yeah, no, it, it's been fun. It's, it's fun to have a sibling and siblings that you're really close with and that push you. Um, but my dad is a huge inspiration for me too. He, he's actually, so I told you before we started this podcast that he's, we grew up on a horse farm and we're still, he still lives on that same farm and he's a saddle maker. So he's, um, he started off as a young athlete. He was a, a, a three day eventer in, uh, for question three day eventing, which was dressage, jumping and cross country. And, um, he was in the Olympics in, 76 as a 21 year old and he won the individual gold medal and the team gold medal that year too and you know so he accomplished a lot at a very young age and then he turned it into you know he he got you know the the olympics is the highest level of sport and so instead of like trying to see how many more olympics he could win or go to he turned it into you know coaching and helping others get to that level and then turning that love for helping others into um, a passion for make manufacturing saddles that um, you know are are good for the performance of the horse and rider together and so it's been cool to, to talk with him more about that and kind of draw some more of the similarities between the cross-country portion of his of, of um, the three-day eventing and comparing it to um, comparing it to also, of course, racing in some ways, because, you know, he would take these horses all through the woods and they go over crazy jumps and all these different obstacles. And so it was funny at 21 for me when I was doing the Spartan Race World Championships. It's like, wow, there's actually kind of some similarities here between his efforts and mine. So. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Now, now what can we expect from Karina, from you, uh, this year? once COVID is done and we can get back to racing, what can we expect from you at this year? Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm focused a little bit more on the endurance side of things. So I'm hoping my speed and legs kind of come about in the next couple months so that I can do some longer things. Um, I think it really just depends on how this year shapes up, but 
ultimately I would love to get back into some of the um, longer distance obstacle course races. Um, but again, I, I really enjoy being this hybrid athlete doing some of the strength stuff, some of the endurance stuff. I don't think I'll ever not do strength training. And so, um, I, I think it seems like there's more events that are more hybrid focused where there's, there's a lot of obstacles or, you know, it's a short period of running, but you know, very strength based or workout stations and yeah. stuff we're seeing with high rocks. So it, the more, <laughs> even though I always say like, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on the endurance side a little bit more. I feel like there's been more and more races that have been coming about that are catering to the, the hybrid athletes. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of going to wait and see where, you know, what that brings for this year. Um, all the while trying to get faster. <laughs> oh, wow. But no, you're right. Um, I think that there's a lot more races that will be surfacing as soon yeah. as COVID is done because everybody's itching to get out and race. <laughs> So I wonder how that's going to look like. I mean, the starting lines, they're going to be full than what we're used to normally seeing. Yeah, I think summer and fall is going to be really packed. And so it's important for me to not to get too excited about all the races that are maybe going to pop up at that time and more think about like, okay, what are the big ones that you want to focus on and specify my training to that instead of wanting to do everything, which was a very, something I would have done, you know, two, just two years ago. So I'm trying yeah. to be a little focused. Yeah, you want to, I guess, uh, quality over quantity. Yeah. So is there any, anything else you'd like to mention? Any, give any shout outs? Um, well, I do always appreciate the companies that support me. Um, ultra running has been a sponsor now for the past three years. And, um, I really appreciate what they do for me, what they stand for and, um, and their support and, you know, whether it's CrossFit or obstacle course racing, like I have shoes, for all of the occasions and they do a great job with that. And um, my nutrition sponsors, I, I am very picky as a dietitian about who I sponsor with or who I partner with um, from a nutrition standpoint, but Gnarly Nutrition has been um, wonderful from their, their mo mostly I use their protein supplementation, um, but they're coming out with some new stuff this year, which I'm really excited about. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the, the people that believe in me and trust me with their nutrition, of course, you know, I, so I, in addition to working at that nonprofit, I am, um, you know, I do remote nutrition coaching and I just have some really amazing clients and I appreciate their trust in me with their nutrition. And I think we've accomplished a lot over the past couple of years, especially those who are, you know, fellow OCR enthusiasts and, um, you know, helping them get in shape and nutrition dialed in for the upcoming races this year. So I always want to thank the people who support me in that. Well, that's awesome. Now, if people wanted to learn more about you, uh, communicate with you, where can they go? How can they find you? Yeah. So I have a website. It's, um, the RD um, and that's for more of my like nutrition coaching, um, inquiries. So there's a, there's a contact form on there, but I also pretty active on Instagram. It's a love hate relationship with Instagram. <laughs> I feel like some of my efforts, just, you know, you put, you put energy into Instagram and something else is getting less energy in real life. Um, if you want to call it that, so I feel like it's sometimes, I know what you mean. sometimes I'm really active on there and other times I'm like, okay, I I'm spending too much time on this, like internet reality or, or not fake reality, but you know, this internet depiction of, of, me and and life whereas you know things in my real life are getting the back burner so i i, I try to find a good balance from yeah. a mental health standpoint and just you know 
just real social connections in person that mean a lot to me. So kind of, so, but I'm, but I'm pretty active on there. I'm just trying, trying to find that balance and it's hard, especially as an athlete and sponsorships are always trying to, you know, your, your Instagram always seems to be like the key to sponsorships. And so it's always, it's a weird place for athletes in my opinion, but it's also can be, it can also create some really cool opportunities. So yeah, but so but but Instagram will probably be the best way between that and my website. There you go, people. Instagram <laughs> or visit the website. Now, before we end, um, I wanted to ask you. And now we were talking about how there's been a change, and now you're seeing more females, you know, in the CrossFit and in OCR coming in from a very young age, and then growing up in our sport, which is a beautiful thing to see. What any advice that you can give to the young female athletes that are wanting to come in to the sport, whether it be CrossFit or OCR, and for those that are already in that wanna get to the next level, what would you say to them? What kind of, you know, any advice? Two things come to mind with that. The first one is, you know, is, is having fun with your training because ultimately, especially if you start at such a young age, if it doesn't become fun or if it, it becomes more of a job or something that you're just going through the motions in, you're not going to be able to sustain that. And, and it's not going to, you know, it's, you, you want to be doing those things in your adulthood that light a little fire in you and get you excited about movement or fitness or, um, which kind of brings me to my second point is like the sustainability of it. If it doesn't, if you're going, and I think back to when I was really in the, like really into the thick of racing and I didn't think about my long-term health um and i was just really thinking more on like i just want to get all the races in and so i would sign up for everything instead of focusing on you know specific races and then training for those ones and so i think if you're you know especially at a young age it's just easy to get burnt out it's easy to think more is better more volume more training and you see a lot of a lot of overkill in that in that regard and then it's you know and then you have to and then you get through these big slumps where, you know, you don't want to train for anything and you're not, you're lacking motivation. And then you're not sure what brings you joy anymore in fitness. And, and then you're riding this roller coaster instead of being a little bit more reserved, having fun with your training, being specific about the races you're doing. And then, you know, six, seven years later, you're still doing it. So I feel like it's, I've gone through the motions a little bit of, of the ups and downs of racing, but I think I've been doing this for set coming on, coming up on seven years now, which is crazy to me, but I still love to race. And I think um, I've just evolved as a smarter athlete over the past couple of years. So that would be my, those would be my two pieces of advice. I, oh man. So we've come to the end. Um, it's been true. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you, Karina, and talking with you and getting to know you, uh, not just myself, but everybody. Um, it is truly a pleasure. And once again, I thank you for making time to speak with me today. I truly wish you the best in your training and your future in, in 2021, seeing you get out there and racing so we can all cheer you, support you. Um, for everybody listening and watching, I hope you guys learned as much as I have. Karina, thank you so much for making time. Um, I hope that we can do this again and uh, learn more about you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a true pleasure. And um, yeah, I hope if anyone has questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And um, thanks again. This was, this was super fun. 
I would love to do this again uh, sometime in the near future. And uh, you go and enjoy the rest of your day. And because uh, you're beautiful weather over there. And over here is my name is 18. I ain't going nowhere. I don't think so. <laughs> I um, <laughs> probably jump on the bike in here um, so enjoy yourself and I wish you the very best everybody take care of yourselves Karina take care and have a good day